Chapter twenty six of Things Worth Doing and How to Do Them. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Things Worth Doing and How to Do Them by Linda Beard and Adelia B. Beard. Dollhouse of Pasteboard. Country houses are very attractive. Even the toy ones possess a certain charm. Here is a great big beautiful country dollhouse for the doll people to live in. It has window shutters to open and close, doors that will open and shut, and the doors have little doorknobs like real ones. Each room has a different coloured frieze around the walls, and the floor of the living room is covered with a handsome rug. All the windows are curtained, and the house is ready to furnish. You can make any and all kinds of furniture with empty spools of different sizes, and pieces of pasteboard cut in various ways. As a hint, just to show how easily the furniture is made, glue a round piece of pasteboard on top of a large spool, and you will have a pretty little table. Paint it a red-brown to resemble mahogany. If you need more suggestions, spool furniture may be found in What a Girl Can Make and Do. To make the dollhouse, get three stiff pasteboard boxes about 14 inches long, 13 inches wide, and 6 and 1 half inches high. Figure 423. Cut the 13 inch front and the right hand side from the first box. Figure 424. Take the second box and lay the 14-inch front down flat on top of an old common wooden table, which can be used without fear of injury, and with the aid of a ruler, draw two straight lines across the front on the inside of the box. Let each line be about one and one-fourth inch from the side. Keep the box as it is while you score the lines with a sharp penknife. Then cut out the front leaving the upright pieces to form the corners at each end. Figure 425 Cut the 13-inch front and left-hand side from the third box. Figure 426 Mark two high windows. Figure 427 On the inside, near the front of the left side of the first box. Figure 424 Make each window two and one-half inches high and two and one-half inches wide, leaving a space of three-fourths of an inch between them. Lay this left side of the box flat down on the table and use the sharp penknife to score the dotted lines and cut the heavy lines. Always cut and score from the inside of the box, otherwise the shutters will turn inward. When the window is scored and cut, Throw open the shutters and look out through the little opening of the doll's kitchen window, figure 428. In the second box, figure 425, cut a door five and one-half inches high and three inches wide through the left side wall, one and three-fourths of an inch from the back wall. The two high windows, each two and one-fourth inches wide and two inches high, and the one ordinary large window, four inches high and two and one-fourth inches wide, must be marked on the back wall, figure 429, and cut, 
figure 430. Cut another door in the room through the right-hand side wall near the front, figure 431, and bend it wide open, figure 432. Make doorknobs of large-sized beads and fasten one on each side of both doors with a strong, heavy piece of broom straw, run through and glued in a hole punctured through the door with a coarse darning needle or hat pin. Slide a bead on each end of the broom straw and glue them securely in place. Strengthen the hinges of each door with a narrow strip of thin white cotton cloth pasted lengthwise on the open door, half on the door and half on the wall. In the third box, figure 426, cut a large window through the back wall, four and one-half inches high and three and one-fourth inches wide. Figure 433 shows this window in detail, with one shutter open and one closed. Excellent window glass can be made of white tissue paper cut to fit the various windows, allowing one-fourth of an inch extension on all four sides. Immerse the paper thoroughly on both sides in oil. With a dry, clean cloth, wipe off the oil. Again, immerse the papers, let them remain in the oil for some minutes, and a second time, wipe the oil from both sides of each paper. This makes the paper almost transparent. The window frame, or sash, is made of strips of black or inked paper. One long narrow strip pasted down the entire centre length of each window glass and a wider strip fastened across the first strip at the centre, from side to side of the glass. Figure 434. Keep the glass and the sash divisions perfectly smooth while fastening them together. When all are ready, close the shutters of each room in turn and place first one and then another side flat down on top of the table and brush a little glue all round the edges of the window opening. Figure 435. Lay the glass over the opening, making sure that the edges of the glass extend evenly out on the wall surface from all sides. Do not rub the glass, press it tightly down with a dry cloth. After the windows have been glazed, cut strips of fresh, smooth, ordinary wrapping paper not less than one-fourth of an inch wide, and cover the edges of each window glass with the strips. Paste them on, straight and even, to form woodwork around the window as well as to cover the edges of the glass. Figure 436. Fit the second box, figure 425, in the first one. Figure 424. Mark and cut off the portion of the first box, figure 424, extending beyond the front of figure 425. Do the same with the third box, figure 426, that all three boxes may be of equal depth and when fastened together, the long front line may be straight and even. If you want the dollhouse to last for years, reinforce the building with strips of wood. ABC figure 424, DEF figure 425, GHI figure 426. Where any strips meet, glue the ends together and fasten to the pasteboard walls. If you cannot obtain very thin strips of wood, use strips of pasteboard as stiff as wood. 
Be sure that your flour paste has boiled well and is strong and thick for fastening the three rooms together. Give the kitchen, figure 437, a generous layer of paste down the inside edge of the back wall and along the edge of the floor at the open side. Then fit the left-hand edge of the floor and the back wall of the living room, figure 438, over the paste and press it firmly in place. Fasten the bedroom, figure 439, on the right-hand side of figure 438 in the same manner. Close the shutters and place the dollhouse on the floor of a real room, tight up against the wall. Then put weights along on the inside edges of the floor of the toy living room and pile books up close against the back wall. At the same time, do not press the side walls out of plumb. Keep them straight. When the house is perfectly dry, tack one thin strip of wood across the entire length of the top of the back wall of the house from end to end. You can manage this very readily by turning the house and laying the back wall flat on the table, the top edge of the wall barely covering the strip of wood. Then you can tack at long intervals from the inside of the wall and fasten the pasteboard walls to the wood. Be sure to glue the ends of the side wall strips securely to the back wall strip. Set the house upright in proper position and tack thin strips of wood along the under edge of the bottom of the house. Fit one strip under the house at a time and tack from the inside of the house through the pasteboard floor into the wood. Make the ends of the upright side wall strips fast to the underfloor strip. When finished, the bottom of the house should resemble figure 440. Make the frieze for every room of three strips of tissue paper. Cut five-eighths of an inch wide. Fold each separate strip crosswise through the center. Then fold through the center and fold a third time, making eight layers of paper. Cut the folded strip like figure 441 Unfold and you will have figure 442. Try for a different pattern in each room and let the colours vary. A soft yellow for kitchen, sage green for living room and a light warm yellow pink for bedroom are a pleasing variety. Brush a thin layer of paste the width of the frieze along the top edge of the walls of the kitchen, figure 424, and fasten on the yellow frieze. Do the same with the living room, fastening on the green frieze, figure 425, and in the bedroom, the pink frieze, figure 426. Cut a rug for the living room from sage green tissue paper. Make it 10 inches long and 7 and 1 half inches wide. Fold the paper lengthwise through the center, then crosswise through the center and a second time crosswise, making 8 layers. Cut according to figure 443. Unfold once, figure 444, and cut the designs K and N. Fold diagonally the loose corners L according to dotted line and cut design M, figure 445. Open out the rug, figure 446. Cover the required space on the living room floor with a thin layer of paste Place the rug down over it, using both hands to avoid wrinkles.
With the same kind of wrapping paper used for the woodwork, you can make projecting window sills. Fold and crease the paper into a narrow box lid long enough to extend across the window, including the woodwork. Glue one of the lengthwise turned down edges on the wall below the window glass. Make three shelves for books, with the ends of the shelves turned up to hold the books in place. Fasten the lengthwise turned down edge of the first shelf on the wall, three quarters of an inch below the high window in the living room, and paste the other two shelves below at short distances apart. You can easily make tiny books of several pieces of folded paper, cut the desired size and sew together through the centerfold. Hang red tissue paper curtains in the living room, white tissue paper curtains in the bedroom and yellow ones in the kitchen as seen in figure 447. Little shelves over the tops of the doors may be made in like manner. Also a cunning little three-cornered bracket to fit the corner of the living room for holding a tiny Japanese vase of satiny yellow ware, the straight up and down kind made of a three-fourth inch length section of common straw pasted on a wee round disc of paper. Fill the vase with tiny red paper flowers fastened on with broom straws. Figure 447 House ready for spool furniture. End of section 26